Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Vikings, come out and play. Cousins throws. Pass Now listen to the Believe in Vikings podcast with B-Mac and Baker. Welcome aboard to Believe in Vikings. I'm your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Brian McKinney, who played for the Vikings for a decade and then won Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we also have the usual crew tonight, Sally from Minneapolis, Ron from Eden Prairie. And then we're going to have Viking Ages, Adam Patrick tonight. Um, he's been with the Viking Age for quite some time. Uh, puts out a lot of good content without it. He's actually the person that gave me my shot in writing in this Vikings adventure of mine. Uh, he made a little ruckus last week with some controversy, so to speak. So he's going to be on the show tonight to either clarify, clean that up, double down, apologize. We're not sure, but we're going to hear him out. Um, so that's, so we have a full, then we have a full slate of the Vikings stuff. We'll get that out of the way in short order. Then we'll move on to the Vikings stuff of the week. But first, per usual, we're going to talk about betonline.ag month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action and bet online is where you can find it. For example, last week when we did this, we talked about the NBA odds. The front runners were the Brooklyn Nets. They are vanquished. They are obsolete from the NBA playoffs. The Bucks have taken their place from Milwaukee at plus 110, followed by the Suns at plus 125. And then the large underdogs, Hawks and Clippers at 1200 and plus 1400 respectively. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, BetOnline has the latest odds and news and information for all of your sports betting needs. Visit the website or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline.ag and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So we have a typical analysis show tonight. We have Adam Patrick joining us from the Viking Age. How are you, good sir? Good. Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, absolutely. I've been on your show probably a dozen times, so it's, it's time to pay it back a little. We're glad to have you. All right. Mac. I want to start with you. You were in Minneapolis last weekend. Um, tell us about it. What did you do? What was notable? Um, it was a busy weekend. Um, I went to a guy named Buddy's house in Kramer, and they had like a, I didn't realize they call it bags in Minnesota. I call it cornhole, but it's called bags. I told you. They get right. really fired up about that. They're bad. I like bad. <laughs> they get um, offended too. It's so weird. Right. That is weird. It's but, cornhole. Um, I feel like this is where everybody in the world calls is cornhole, but yeah. bags. Um that that was fun. And we did a signing. Um we did two different signings, one at the Ridgedale Mall, and then we did one somewhere else. Rochester, right? Oh yeah, Rochester. Thank you. Yeah, I was keeping um, tabs. Like, don't worry. <laughs> she knows. I, that, I was like know. nonstop. I went by K Fan and, and did an interview over there. I feel like I was just moving nonstop the whole weekend. Yeah, you the weren't here was long nice, enough. You, you weren't here long enough for all of that. Right, because it's like a constant like schedule of <laughs> here next and drive an hour away to Rochester. It was like a lot. We That's were signing. A lot of people showed up for your signing. It looked like. Yeah, he did at Ridgedale and at um, Rochester. 
Tyrone Carter looks like a mini Ed Reed with his beard going. You know, like it's like my mom said the same thing. <laughs> like I saw the photo and I'm like, that's not Ed Reed. Like, because I know Ed Reed's not that short. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Ty- Tyrone Carter about my size, but uh, I was like that. And then you said TC. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I thought it was Ed Reed at first glance. So, but um, the, the, you, had, you had a perfect chance to promote the, to promote the podcast on PA show and I missed that opportunity. But I was telling everybody that I was um I wasn't thinking about it because I got straight up the plane and go straight there. Right. So right. the whole objective of the show was to talk about the, uh, the boulder, the options, boulder you know yeah, I mean? right, yeah. and we didn't barely talk about it. We talked about music the whole time. Yeah, so I heard. Me off. <laughs> so um, but everybody else who I ran into, like you know, throughout my travels, I was letting them know about the podcast. All right. Yeah. PA. Yeah, I find like... a podcast. I can the Believe Network, and I was like, oh, Spotify, Apple, or iHeartRadio. Okay. Yeah, it's the cliche every major place where there's podcasts. Um, for okay. to, for context, I I believe that the buddy guy you spoke of is uh, Buddy Becker, and I believe he's friends with Tommy Crater, and he's a realtor, and yeah. he, yeah. he he knows all these Vikings players, and he always posts cool stuff. So. He's the he reason we ended up. He's the one where, like, when we got Randy Moss on, where that video went viral, and you know, we kind of uh, thought a perfect time to to reach out to to Moss. So that was kind of the that's right. The I forgot about that. Start there. So all right, well, we'll your connections, Brian, but uh, that was the kickstart. <laughs> yeah, it looked fun. There was uh, there was a lot of people there. We should have went, but I didn't know. It, I don't know. It seemed kind of weird to me to go to someone's house. I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. But in hindsight, I wish I did go because it looked not as weird as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you yeah. should have came. Um, they ended up with karaoke. Kramer started doing karaoke at the end. Um, <laughs> it was actually cool. It was like a little like mini house party at the end. In that um, case, in that case, Sally, you could have brought a veteran of our show, Nick Breezy, and she would have been toward yeah. the place up. Yeah. Well, Nick- met- yeah, you know, one of the guests, um, one of like the guests we had on here before, he was at the show. Yeah, Tom, he he was back on it was when it was just you and me. I think he was all right. No, I was I was on at that. Were point. you? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. my bad. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to transition into the meat of our show. Um, with Adam, I want to talk about uh, events that happened last week with some of the stuff that he posted. And I'm going to summarize my interpretation of what happened. And then I want to give Adam the forum to confirm, clarify, apologize, do whatever he wants to do. So from, from the onlooker status that I had, uh, we learned last week about this time, maybe, maybe a week and a half ago, that there are some prominent Vikings that are opting not to get the coronavirus vaccination or, or at least saying it's a private issue and they don't want to talk about it. Uh, a lot of the folks that are pro-science think that's silly. And of course, Twitter, the open forum to tee off and, you know, chided that decision by some of any player that chooses not to get the vaccination. And then this is where I might get a little murky. So Adam, I invite you to clean this up. I believe that Adam Thielen's wife was kind of in the camp liking tweets that suggested it's up to each player to do what they want or up to each person. Uh, Not anti-vax tweets, but leave it up to you to decide what you want to do. And then I believe Adam tweeted what she had liked and then some folks perceive that as dirty pool, um, tweeting what a player's wife says. And then I, I believe you and some folks went back and forth, or they just went off on you, and you blocked them because you didn't want to deal with the noise. Yeah. Um, and where am I going wrong with any of that? No, you got it. You got it all, all pretty good. Um, how about I just take it from, from the top? Like you mentioned last week, you know, there was a lot of talk 
just around the whole league, pretty much about the the COVID vaccine and players getting it. Um, you know, Adam Thielen said he was not one of the players who got it. Um, you know, keyword being yet, because that's something I actually tweeted about, like his full statement, what he said about it, so that he wouldn't be misinterpreted of of people maybe jumping on his back of not getting it and stuff. Because um, he said, no, not yet. You know, he's still got to look into it, see what's best for his family. Um, so, you know, this was a hot topic last week and and people were interested in it, whether people like it or not. There was the whole Cole Beasley thing that was everywhere. I mean, you had to be like just under a rock not to see that. Um, I've kind of, I feel like I've shied away. I haven't really written about, I wrote something about Patrick Peterson talking about the vaccine today or whatever. Um, but I've kind of shied away because I know it's just like such a divisive topic. So the fact that I even posted this is, I didn't think it was going to get this kind of reaction. Um, and then something that has also become more common recently, I feel like is posting about an athlete's activity on social media or someone who's like, they have a famous spouse. We look at Russell Wilson and Sierra. We look at what Tom Brady and his wife, Giselle, like if they say something, people are going to want to figure, you know, hear about it. Obviously Adam Thielen's wife is not as famous as, as those two or, or, or some other people, but in Minnesota, Adam Thielen's probably one of the most famous people in Minnesota. I would, I would think, would you guys agree? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, continue. <laughs> okay. Kaylin Thielen right. doesn't have a career independent of Adam Thielen, though. I know, I know. Giselle, I know. Giselle, Ciara, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aisha, Aisha, uh, Steph Curry's wife is very outspoken. And yes. those are people independent of. I agree. All right. So to find out more, like just to what direction maybe Adam Thielen was le- leading, leaning towards getting the vaccine or whatever, I just like looked at his Twitter profile. I do it for a lot of players to see like what, what they're, what's going on. Just looked over some recent tweets, his likes didn't find much, not, not surprised. He doesn't, he tweets like promo stuff and pretty much it stuff about the Vikings maybe. Um, But I knew his wife was also pretty active on social media. I did not follow her at all. Um, But then I found some of her likes. I thought they were interesting. That's actually all I said about them. I posted like, these are some interesting like tweets that she posted i put it out there and then like so many people in the comments quote tweet me like what are you doing like you're stalking her you're a creep i'm like i I didn't even like give like a an opinion one way or the other like and then i posted out i deleted the tweet because there's just a lot of like toxicness in the comments whatever i didn't want that to be i didn't want to start something like that where people people would have an opportunity to go in and just argue back and forth. I didn't want to do that. So I then I tried to repost like or like explain why I did it. Sort of this, you know, I don't have a position either way. Get a vaccine, don't get a vaccine. It's not, it's your you're you're an adult, it's your choice. I don't care what you do. But then that guy what was your reason of doing it then? For posting what? The second one? Yeah. Or the first one? The one that everybody gave you a uh, flag for. Oh, they gave me flag for both. Um mm. <laughs> But um, the first one, just because just it's a hot topic, it was a really like hot topic in the news last week, like with everything going on. I believe mm-hmm. like five or six Vikings players were asked about it uh, from the media. So I thought it was just relevant and something that people would like to, to see, which is kind of just what I like to put out on my profile. And I hardly ever I try and shy away from going back and forth with people just because one, I'm, I'm old and like I don't care to get into like those kind of twitter back and forth arguments and then uh 
You didn't think that you might have a chance of having to get into one? You know, I it, it's that's the thing. Like this is this becomes such a divisive topic. And it's a shame because it should just be like, you got it. Great. You didn't. Great. But like if you I, I found out, obviously, if you post anything about it, then people are going to either get mad at you, support you both. He might have a following like the beehive. <laughs> right. Like, like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't even have a following like that or whatever, but then like, obviously people kind of took it a little overboard. Like, I, so I just blocked people and that's just, it was just my way of just stepping away from the situation. So I don't say anything that could get me in trouble, maybe with like my employer Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I got stuff on the line. I got kids and a wife. I don't want to. We see that all the time. People post something on Twitter or whatever, and they get fired. I, I didn't want that mm-hmm. to happen. Um, but then that didn't stop people from from texting me on my personal phone, like awesome things, and then trying to hack into my Instagram account. So that was cool too. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was like, okay. Um, but it does seem like things have cooled down a little bit. I haven't blocked anyone in a while. <laughs> um, I got. Blocked, I noticed. I didn't know. Here's the thing. I saw I saw that you said I blocked you. I never blocked you. I never blocked you at all. Oh, oh so, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe I did. Maybe I'm maybe maybe if, way back in the day. It, it was I have no idea. It was like long time ago. Long time. But I did not I, I looked at that. I saw so based, that based on the heat that you got, good sir, would you have done anything differently in retrospect? Um in terms of regretting what I did, I I don't regret anything I ever do because I wouldn't be where I am in the position like in my life today if I regretted anything but as far as doing it differently I think I would just shy away from the whole topic in general just because it's it's just it's not a win-win topic whether you support something or or you don't especially in the situation because I posted something about Patrick Peterson today saying how you know if you're not vaccinated you're living in a different world or something like that and people went you know, there's a lot of a lot of likes for it. There's a lot of people like, oh, wow, he's a scientist. Great. What does he know? So, like, it's just a topic that I don't think I want to touch again. Um, I wasn't going after Adam Thielen's wife or anything. I have no ill will against her or anything. Um, probably probably the opposite. I think you're a Thielen fan. I am. Yeah, I am a yeah. Thielen fan. Um, so, you know, Brian, Brian yeah. let, let me ask you, Bryant. So you... Does this does something like this surprise you, Brian? Like that that someone no, post something about? I want to ask him if somebody retweeted something that your mom or girlfriend tweeted. Yeah. Would you be peeved, Mac? Um, just because it depends on like what was the purpose mm-hmm. of the retweet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, it wasn't a retweet. It was a like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's public. It's it's on a public profile. It's public information. If you don't want people to see that, then don't make it public. Right. You know? Okay, but here's where I think you're missing the point, okay. uh, Adam. And I'm I'm not being rude. I just I think no, that this. I'm is, happy you came on because I wanted you to to ask these questions. That's why. I don't, at least from my perspective, it doesn't have anything to do with the COVID vaccine whatsoever. It has to do with Kaylin Thielen is a nine month pregnant woman sitting at home. It's not really newsworthy to me that she's liking tweets that defend her husband. I mean. Uh, it would be newsworthy if she was liking tweets with the opposite take, but these yep. two people have been together their entire adult life. Yep. This is not really something that's, I know you said it was interesting. I don't really know what's necessarily interesting about it. And I think that pre- people's perspective 
was that you were just looking for something um, to bring up. And I don't think you expected it to get as big as it was or anything like that. Absolutely not. I don't think that was your intention. And I don't think you came from a bad place with it. But I think that that's the difference. This is Caitlin, who is just a housewife. This isn't somebody who is looking for attention. And she, it's not something she wrote out and pushed send on. It was stuff that she scrolled through and maybe liked. And I think that's why people took it personally, because well, I don't know, personally is the right word, but they were offended because we see that family. We like that family, regardless oh, yeah. of their stance. We see them as our one of our first families in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I think that they took it as you kind of crossed the line with her because she is not a public figure, even if she's an athlete's wife. Mm-hmm. And I think then the fact that you then kept defending it rather yeah. than just say, you know what, guys, maybe I crossed the line here. I didn't intend it to be this way, but the overwhelming feedback is that people don't think it was maybe the right thing to do um, to say this. And you know what? I'm going to delete it. And that's the end of it. And it said it kept going all day long. And I think you could have squashed it very early on by just taking the L and being like, I didn't see it this way, you guys, but now I do understand why you do. And I'm done with it. So I don't know. I I don't think it has to necessarily to do with COVID. I really don't. I think that people saw, see Caitlin as a really innocent public figure and they didn't like it felt invasive, I think. Even I, though I yeah. know it's a public form, I know yeah. that. But yeah, well, I thought just because you know, <laughs> I think if it was Adam Thielen's likes, like what if what if it was him? Would it would it be different? It would definitely be different, right? Yes, and this is different with Caitlyn. And again, I hope I don't sound like I'm contradicting myself. But if we look back to when Diggs, there was the Diggs drama. There was the rumors that he wanted out. Which, there was, which drama? When he wanted, <laughs> when we heard that he wanted to be traded after yes. the season, yeah. but we didn't necessarily have any facts. It was his tweets, whatever. Yeah. And then there were the rumblings and Caitlin Thielen did like tweets that were yeah. anti digs, mm-hmm. not like not anything terrible, just basically saying like, you know, suck it up. You're not being a good teammate, stuff like that. Yeah. To me, that's a little bit different because she obviously has the insight. She has Adam's ear yeah. and that's a little, that's kind of how Adam obviously felt at one time they were tight. And Caitlin was liking a couple of tweets like that, but that didn't take off really because I right. think people didn't want to invade Caitlin's mentions like that because right. look at her. She's a mom of three. Like she's just minding her business at home, you know? Oh yeah. Like I said, that, I, that I think is the difference. Like, like I said, it wasn't made to be an attack on her. If it came off that way, that, that wasn't my intention. And like, um, I was just trying to give maybe people a viewpoint of maybe what Adam Thielen might be leaning towards because he's with this person every day and they probably make these decisions together, which they should because they're important decisions. Like you said, they have kids. She had one. I think she just had her, her other one. Um, yeah. Like two days ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's an important decision that they're going to make together. So I thought maybe this might provide an insight. If it does, if I see that stuff next time, I'm probably, I'll be, I'm not probably not going to post it. Obviously um, just, I don't know. I just, I'm not going to do this again. I don't think I'm, but I also, also can't say never say never, but I'll have the, I'll be able to learn from think this twice. experience. Yeah. I'll be able to learn from this experience. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't me going out of my way to be like, Oh, Caitlin Thielen, she's the worst. Look what she liked. Let's, let's show everyone. Yeah. I don't um, think for I don't... me, cause I've, I've seen, I've seen other people like do that with celebrities. 
they yeah. go and dig up like old tweets and stuff. And I'm like, who oh, had yeah. time to do all this? <laughs> yeah, from when they're like 14, <laughs> from when they're in like college. I think that happened to Josh Allen or whatever. And people yeah. were like, look, look right. what he said when he was 12. It's like, and for the life of me, I don't know why that. Well, that isn't the first thing anybody does when they're about to enter a draft or just to leave, just become a thing or just hire somebody or do it uh-huh. yourself because. It's like clockwork. That because you don't think it's going to be a story because it's something you tweeted when you were 12. Yeah. Like, why should it be that important? But, you know, I like like I said, it was a hot topic. Maybe I got caught up in it. Yeah, I um, think the I think the moral of the story is that if if one's family member or wife is already an established celebrity in their own right, perhaps that type of thing is fair game. But if it's, you know, Caitlin, who's just trying to do her own yeah. thing and using Twitter for what it's for. Hey, I like this. I like that. Um, perhaps you'd want to think twice before uh, screenshotting that. I think that's the, that's the general vibe. And it sounds I can, like I can, I can understand that for sure. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely going to be taken into account in the future. <laughs> so now, Brian, you, can uh, we talk about the mass blocking? Oh, yeah. I just don't I, look. I I mean, said, most I, of the people I, just, I blocked were not following me, by the way. But can so, I just say, like, I'm not a person that thinks blocking means you're soft or anything like that. I truly don't yeah. believe that because a lot of people I do. have I have to do that for my own mental health from time mm-hmm. to time. Mm-hmm. Thank God Twitter has new security uh, settings where I don't really have to because I think <laughs> that makes people feel like they win and I don't like to do yeah. that. But I, I, so I don't, I'm not against blocking, but it seemed like a huge chunk of the community and people who didn't even interact with your tweet. And yeah. I know you've been a member of this community long enough to know that that only fuels the fire of people oh, yeah. talking about you. And that's why I kind of feel like you brought a portion of this on yourself. Yeah, I, it was just a quick way. I don't even know um, when I decided to do it all. Was it, What did this happen? Friday? Friday night? Or whatever. Um, I think it was Friday. Um but that's like I said, that's just my way of not getting myself into trouble. Like, but people if, who didn't even interact, though. Uh, so a lot are of you people, just like searching your name because no, 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 no. A lot, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't interact. Um, maybe people that you blocked, maybe you weren't able to see, or whatever. Because um, oh, so, so, sometimes that happens. We're like, there's it says there's so many comments, but you can't see like half of them because they're muted or. Oh, I wasn't yeah. seeking it out at all. I just saw no. the chatter on my timeline. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, never of, to a, you, like, a lot of people. Like um, I don't know. I think just people who on that in that instance, people who even contributed. I just felt like I just wanted to get them out of there. I didn't want any negativity or whatever. That's just just what I did. You know, maybe I'll unblock some people in the future. Um, I don't think my content is that like great that people are missing out um you know so yeah i just think we know how i mean this happens like every week and everyone oh yeah people are like i don't care and then they they post about it they're like oh look who blocked me but it's like i thought i thought you didn't care but but you know whatever it is what it is all right ron i'm gonna move on to you (laughs) yeah is there there any is there anything anyone else wants to ask before we're done that's why i wanted to come on here i know a lot of your I just think we have so much negativity in our community and we aren't even at training camp yet. And I would like to see it maybe pump the brakes a little bit. And if everyone can just maybe take a look at themselves and maybe if they're bringing a little something on themselves or fueling a fire, just pump the brakes. Let's, we got to get on this school train pretty soon. Yeah. On the the top. I do. 
but I was going to say, Brian, you mentioned uh, the beehive. So I am sure I'm assuming that's relating to uh, I saw it yesterday. Your Great voice, daddy, daddy was <laughs> oh. making comments about Beyonce and Jay-Z. And um, so but what what was that? Uh, I'm, I'm sure I know you're friends with, with Trick Daddy. Uh, what were uh, your thoughts on that whole thing? Because that's a whole army coming at you. It is. <laughs> for, and, 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 uh, <laughs> and he learned that, but he still doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> but they took his like you know, has a restaurant here, so his rating was like at 4.9, 4.6, and oh, they dropped and people it to like going 2.6 with oh, like no. that was the fastest rating drop ever. Man, yeah, they were one of the bad reviews and everything, but yeah. So I thought about that because you know, you know, some people do things and make comments in public, and then there's a backlash, like with trick with the beehive, and then like Thielen clearly has some type of Navy oh, or Viking yeah. skull, oh, oh, whatever yeah. he wants to call his, yeah. and they came after you. So I <laughs> kind of have an idea of what that's like. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm not. I think I've said one negative thing about Thielen in, in the past, and I feel like the same thing happened. So I'm just gonna not anything Thielen does positively. I'm just gonna post and post and post, and just anything negative, somebody else can post about it. I'm not gonna touch it. <laughs> all right on, on the block tweet topic I, I always get a kick out of that i've never i i am i've never blocked anybody um yeah. but people block me and i when there's a kirk Cousins stat people block posted, you when there's a kirk Cousins stat that's posted whether it's cbs nfl and cbs or something it's yeah. like a graveyard of people that have blocked me so presumably <laughs> they've already come at me and they didn't like what they got because it says Whatever it's like, this has been deleted, or it just—it's the generic that they—they've blocked you. Indication, and You're like I was one of the it. nicest people I've ever met. I don't want to like. I think sometimes that's just people don't want to see it in their note in their feed. It's not yeah. necessarily they have a problem with you personally. It's just like they should just unfollow them. No, it's because sometimes when you're not up. following, if enough oh, people like, yeah. have liked it or something, yeah. it shows up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's also a lot of boomers that don't know how to use Twitter. They don't know they can, yeah. you know. Yeah. Usually, when I uh, I'll say I'll, I'll, I will laugh at the fact that that particular post is a graveyard of deletions. Somebody will screenshot who it is, and it's somebody that I've already retweeted with a Kirk Cousins stat. So it kind of adds up that it, they didn't want to deal with me any longer. All right, so let's move on to the Vikings <laughs> operational stuff, not their spouses. Um, so as as the details have dribbled out about Daniel Hunter, that was our big topic last week with uh, Enrique from Brazil was that the Hunter deal was resolved. And then, of course, Sheldon Richardson was added to the team um, on the very first day that the Hunter news broke. Uh, it felt like assuredly it was the best of both worlds or a negotiation gem. Hunter's camp was happy. So was the Vikings. And I believe that is still accurate. But the more and more I look at the deal, it seems like it's vintage. Spielman and his co-pilot reworking the deal in true Vikings fashion, still giving Hunter more money, but not necessarily Hunter getting a whole lot of out of it, uh, perhaps certainly not long-term. Um, Ron, do you get that vibe or am I missing the boat on the numbers? Well, I, so yeah, it doesn't seem like I, or I saw something today. I think it was Ben Gessling maybe that had tweeted it out um, with his roster bonus and everything. So he can make up to like, what is it? 18 or something million next year. But what it adds to two void years at the in 2023, I believe. So sorry if you can hear my baby crying in the background. So <laughs> it's um, all good. But, uh, <laughs> um, he wants to make his podcast debut, I guess. But uh, um, 
So anyway, I think what the perk for Hunter is, is is if he can hit free agency a year or two early um, in 23. So by then he'll be, what, 27 or 28? So he can get that uh, big, you know, cash in at that point. So um, it's not to say they won't rework it or, you know, that I see that they won't rework it prior to that. Um, The Vikings don't seem to be a team that negotiates in season. And Brian, you know, you're probably familiar with that. It seems it's either done before the season starts or – or, you know, as soon as the season ends. So, um, I mean, I think the fact that he's back, the fact that he's here, um, that will, uh, that'll make it, uh, I mean, he'll be here, he'll work and we'll see what happens. Hopefully he stays healthy and go from there. Yeah. I think, uh, they basically just want to wait and see and make sure that he is the Daniel that we know and love from 2019. I think it's a business move there. And, uh, we've, we've endorsed a lot on the show players getting theirs no matter what. And we still do that. But I think from the Vikings standpoint, they want to see that this guy's still worth $25 million per year. Ryan, tell us the story again of when Spielman and them tried to get you to restructure your deal. I don't know that Sally's ever I heard was that. in training camp. Um, it was like one first two first two days, maybe. Um, they asked what year me to was this? This was 2011. Oh, okay. Um, they asked me to restructure and... At that point, I was kind of like, I'm okay. How do you get approached for that conversation? I want to know how that goes down. They just um, leave on the field or what happened? They bring you in the office or something? No, actually, they came to my room. <laughs> like, it was mentioned, like... Your dorm room? In Mankato? Yeah, to my dorm room. It was mentioned, like, I think maybe at lunch or something like that. And I kind of said no. And then um, <laughs> I didn't kind of say no. I said no. And um, it was mentioned again at me passing. And I was like, no. And um, like I said, later on, I found out they tried to call my mom, but she was on a cruise, so she couldn't get no calls, phone calls. Your mom? Was she your agent? No. And it's like, why would you call my mom? That like, try to convince her to convince me. And they tried to call her. That she pissed was on the me cruise. off. And then uh, I didn't find out till later after the fact. She wanted to like, that's why they called. I'm like, they called you? Um, so then they came to my dorm room, and they were like, well, we really don't want to let you go. We just want to restructure. You have an option to you know, still make everything, which is going to be more incentives. And I was like, at this point, I feel like I just need a chance to go somewhere else to start fresh. Cause I've been here and I just want to see what else is, you know, what it's like to be somewhere else. And he was like, well, if you don't restructure, we're going to have to let you go by like a certain time. And I was like, I don't plan on restructuring. And I don't know if they were like trying to see if I was bluffing. I don't know what was going on, but I was thinking by my, my, you know, my feelings. And then they ended up telling me, like, okay, I guess we're going to let you go. And I said, okay. And didn't, then I you, didn't you say that they were somewhat aggressive? Like, no, you're going to restructure, like, you know, with, with the paper in they hand. Thought I was, yeah, I mean, like, the way they came to my room, yeah. Like, it was um, at the time, what's his name? The head coach was, it wasn't Childress. Leslie Frazier. Yeah, Frazier and, um, and Spillman. And, like, they both came to my room, like, I'm in my room by myself. They knock on the door as these two guys. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> And they're trying to explain to me about restructuring and why I should restructure and all this stuff. It's like, why well, my age is not here? So you're not going to talk to me about restructuring. <laughs> I don't even agree with it anyway. So, no. <laughs> what was their goal? Like, what were, like, some details? To make it more incentive-based. Mm. So, so you... I would have, what's I would have, motivation have, for you? You have a chance to still make the same amount, but now it's going to be more incentive-based. And I was like, no. Was there an <laughs> you, extension included? What? Uh, was there an extension included as part of no, that? No, it wasn't even about an extension. It was just about just restructuring it to uh, make it more incentive-based. So if you were injured, you'd make less money, basically? 
I didn't even let it go that far to figure out what the incentives were. What did they approach you with as far as like the rationale? Like, did they feel like you had a down year the year before, or like was it like did they even get you into know, it's the weight gain, just... you gain 10 pounds? Oh my god, he's overweight. It's like we all stop saying that because I right. clearly left y'all. And a week and a half later, started on a whole nother team that went 12 and four. <laughs> and won a Super Bowl two, two years. And then the year won a Super Bowl. So it's like, yeah. stop keep using that. Y'all want me to weigh the same amount I weighed when I was 22. When I'm at this time, I'm probably like 32. So it wasn't about making room for another player. Like they needed some money. We didn't that. have anyone on the <laughs> on the spot. So <laughs> wow, that's so inappropriate to just come in someone's room. And then all of a sudden, you know, soon as you know it's over, it's like, yes, he had gained a lot of weight. I was like, yeah, right. Look at the guy you brought in after me. He was terrible. Oh, bad enough. <laughs> they may take you to dinner in Eden Prairie. Then they bombard you and me and Cato. There you. This is messed up. Adam, if the if the heat gets too intense for you on the other topic, you can say, for Christ's sake, they went. They called McKinney's mom. All yeah. I did was just right. post yeah. right. You could pivot. You could pivot to the yeah. to the, the worst worst argument, Sally. Well, that's where the whole like like you know it's again we going back to when we were talking about Hunter a few weeks ago with you know him if he hold held out in the grounds he had like I said he's his own asset and I then go back to the Greg Jennings situation when he signed his forty eight million dollars deal or whatever but we all full well knew he wasn't making 48 million dollars it's what's the guarantee so it's such a shady business when you think of it like that like when they're looking for their outs to go so and again when it's a battle of billionaires versus millionaires all side of the millionaires i feel like that's kind of manipulative though to just like ambush someone with that you they should call you into an office they should give you an opportunity to call your agent like how are you supposed to make a decision about that? How they get you? That's how they get Cor- you? Well, it's it's like very <laughs> predatory to me. Oh yeah, Bryant, were you teammates with Vontae Davis in Miami? Was he or was he a little after you? He was before me. Oh, he was okay. Because I don't know if you're familiar with when they were on Hard Knocks and they pull him in to the office and tell him he's cut just right there, like you know, TV cameras rolling and whatnot. It's like Is that the guy who I retired mean, at half. What they doing? What they, yeah, he retired. <laughs> at the time of the Colts came <laughs> and he's at the Colts. So, um, I mean, it just it's like I mean, now I'm not saying that that's the right way to handle it either because it's yeah. again, if I'm a teammate of his, like you're leaving us at halftime, like yeah. regardless of whatever. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it just seems it seems like some like general managers or whatever front offices, they know how to handle things and others. It's like, yeah. what the hell are you doing? In Vontae, in Vontae's defense, I believe he took to the players, players from you and talked about a mental health um, yeah. malady with that. So I don't know that it would, I would, I wouldn't classify it as complete team abandonment. I think yeah. he had a breaking point or panic. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Like, right. It's different in cutting someone and then asking them to make a business decision that affects oh, yeah. their future on the spot. Like there's no negotiating getting cut. <laughs> But oh like, yeah, I, I don't know. God, Adam, Les, you, I didn't know Les had that in him. Adam, you were gonna chime in with something. Um, well, I was gonna say back to Hunter. They didn't even give him more money. They just gave. They just, just moved it around. Yeah, yeah, they just guaranteed um, some of his salary this year, like five. So they made sure that he's gonna get at least that amount of money. And then I think his cap hit next year is around like twenty six million. Um, so they got a big. Dis- they're they're not gonna get to that. So they're either gonna. Mm-hmm trade him release him or give him a new contract next year so sally were you did your opinion at all of that deal if, if you care did that change at all because I'm, I'm fairly certain on the 
the day that that news broke, we we thought it was fair and just for both sides. But now in, in the wake of it, it feels like it's more vintage Vikings deal making. The hunter just got a little bit more guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, I'm still relieved that it happened. I don't think my opinion has changed on it too much. If anything, I'm just more surprised that he agreed to it that early. Um, I, I'm surprised he didn't hold out a little longer, see if maybe the offer got a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's the only difference that I feel about it. Really. Okay. The one thing I will think, and I had mentioned it before, but whether whatever it is that they got going on, I think there's something being communicated, like just to reiterate to the players, like the cap's going to go up a ton next year. So if you're looking for money now, if you just wait a year, like there's going to be a lot more room for it. And then assuming Kirk's contract is either lower or completely off the books, then um, there's even more money from that. Um, yeah, so I think, I think, I think it can go up 30 million next year. Yeah, the TV deals, like, I mean, and then whenever the, didn't Amazon strike a deal with them or something to broadcast? Like, it's only going to go up. It's not going to get NBA TV money deal just because of all the number of games, but um, it's going to be crazy here next year. Like, I don't even know what... uh, what it's at this year, but uh, it's going to be quite a significant jump. And I think the players like Patrick Peterson and his one year deal, like all these guys signing one year deals um, around the league that has a lot to play with it. I'm sure. Adam, the uh, one spot on this roster that is universally declared as a little bit lacking is the defensive end spot opposite Daniil Hunter. Um, there are free agents out there to explore like Everson Griffin, uh, Melvin Ingram and Justin Houston. And last year we traded for Unique Ngakwe, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that we would try to do right and uh, trade for somebody that'll stay longer than six games. Names like Derek Barnett and Demarcus Davenport for the Saints are ones that are sort of kind of on the trade block. Uh, We haven't talked to you about this topic. I'm not even sure that you and I have talked about it on your show. But do you believe that uh, the starting, I think it's the right side, the defenseman, is somebody that's currently on the roster? Uh, Yeah, I do. I think um, if they're going to, if they're going to sign someone, it's probably going to be because either Hunter gets injured or someone else uh, gets injured. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. We have a special guest. Yeah. Who's our guest? Is it his mom? Yeah, that's my mom. Oh, <laughs> mom, we were just talking about you. Oh, oh my there. goodness. Wow. Talking about that's your good. cruise. <laughs> cruise. Remember that time um, I was getting traded from the Vikings? Oh yeah, I was out in um, I was in um, DR, and I couldn't get no reception at all. Now my girlfriend could, but I couldn't, and so I kept saying something's wrong. I'm not feeling this because I can't. I need to know what's going on in the world. So I went to this like Friday, the day before we left. We went to I went to the um, the business center. And I went online and I was like, oh my gosh, he getting trapped. Like, I did not know none of that was going on. When I got back to the U.S., I had phone calls from the coach. I had phone calls from the Vikings. They wanted me to call them and, uh, right away. Oh, yeah, it was like, but the deal, it, was, it was too late. I got there too late. It was over. They wanted me to talk to him to keep him there, to, you know, because they knew that um, our relationship was uh, a good relationship. And they'd be like, well, Brian will listen to his mom. Well, guess what? That time, it wasn't meant for me to um, connect. 
And I was like, you good? He said, I'm good. I said, if you good, I'm good. And that's what he wrote. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when he started that, that they read that when they couldn't get a hold of you, that they contacted your friend who did have service. So that would have been another layer to the onion. <laughs> oh, my God. They that should have waited crazy. a week to go in that dorm room. They messed up. Yeah. That was crazy. It was because it took me by um, shop. But I just kept saying, how do you have service and I don't? Like, I just couldn't figure it out. And I kept saying, my spirit was like, there's something going on here that I need to know what's up. And um, that whole time we was away in the DR, nope. and in that finally, the last day, after everything was done, when he said, I'm out, that's when I got online um, and found out what had happened. And then when I got to the States, that's when I had all these messages popped up on my phone from the uh, coach and, and that all. Wanted to talk to me about uh, the situation. Okay, but so, done and done. so who calls somebody mom? <laughs> well, and like, mom. it's one thing if you're a rookie, I guess maybe like All right, I think I'm off the hook. Yeah, is she <laughs> your, is your emergency <laughs> contact? How do they get her phone number? <laughs> oh, they knew my number. I'm on speed dial with them. I was on speed dial with them. Listen, <laughs> well, we need to know why. Me. We need to know why Mrs. <laughs> Bryant's mom. Oh, I got stories. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Oh, Spill the tea, girl. We got about Spill 17 minutes, so let's pump them out. Spill the tea. <laughs> Put it this way. Okay, there was this one time, Brian. I don't know if you remember. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> oh, you brought so it on yourself, I was right? like, um, first of all, I used to say I worked there, right? Because sometimes the, um, the, the security wouldn't let me in. I'm like, what? I work here. I don't know what you're talking about, right? And so one day he was out in the um, parking lot talking to Kevin Warren. They locked the gate out. I hollered, Kevin, can somebody come get me? I'm locked out. And right, and Brian it was talking to Kevin and they, they came and got me and I went back in. But, and then there's another time, Brian um, thought I had, I always get my own tickets. He thought it was the playoffs in New Orleans Saints. You, I thought you got my ticket. You was like, why would I get your ticket? You always get your ticket. I'm sitting on a curb on the, pl- this is the championship game in New Orleans. I'm sitting on the curb because I can't get in. I don't have a ticket, uh, right? She always called and gets her own ticket without me. So it was like, wow, all of a sudden that changed. I'm like uh, this. Oh my gosh. And people are passing me by like, why are you sitting on the curb? Of the- I can't get it. I'm like, Guess what? I called Kevin Warren, and y'all know who Kevin Warren is. Yeah. Kevin personally came out of the stadium, got me, and took me up and threw me in somebody's booth that I ain't know. And that's how I got in here. So, yes, they keep my phone. I'm telling you, I was on speed dial with them. Okay. She used to give a lot of gifts to um Christmas to a lot of them. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, I take care of my people, okay? <laughs> that's good to hear. Oh, yes. <laughs> So Always what was it like? Uh, what what was uh what was it like raising a, a young Brian McKinney? Like I'm sure the food was a premium in the house. I mean he's a you know massive individual. Like what what was he like growing up? Like we, I think we want to know those type of stories. <laughs> Hiding five boxes of cereal, I would have to get five <laughs> boxes of cereal um, a week and a gallon of milk. And then we lived next door to a daycare center, and Miss um, Alice, God bless her. She would put, uh, if they had extra milk, she would put um, gallons of milk on my step because she knew that what I was going through. So I would hide a box and I would like put a new box out (laughs) 
So he evidently caught on to where I hid this cereal. He would put the empty boxes back in the <coughs> closet where I was hiding them at. And so I go to get a box and it's like flies out because it's empty. He ate. Like, I'm like, yo, we down there like every week, five boxes of cereal. What kind of cereal? What kind? Oh, he like um, Captain Crunch. What else you like, Matt? Captain Crunch. It was like Cheerios. She didn't really give me a lot of the cereal with like the sugar stuff. No. I had it in my cousin's house. So it'd be like Cheerios, Kicks. Yeah. Kicks, right. Frosted Flakes. Boring. Yeah, yeah. Well, you eat I'm gonna tell you why he never had the cavity. When you had your first cavity, when you got in, in college, college. yeah. Wow. And I like so yeah, he ate oatmeal without the sh- nothing. Yeah, he was clean. He ate clean. He didn't even know he was eating clean. But then we got in school. I couldn't do nothing about it. I couldn't help. You know what can I do? <laughs> and then when he got to Minnesota, it was just buck wild because you had the um, what was that store? That cereal store, Brian, in Mall of America, and you just went crazy in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you had friends that work for the, um, the um, cereal companies too, so they already have yeah, 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 So yeah, that was. Oh. Do you have so again, one other thing in my oh. um, trunk of my car? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you have one other thing to ask? I asked Bryant this like early on, like because you know having won the national championship at uh, Miami and then the Super Bowl, um, and he couldn't pick which one was his favorite. Now, being a mom, I'm sure he could have lost every single game, and you would have been supportive, and you would have been proud of him. But which one for you was the most fun watching and being a part of? Was it that national championship, or was it the Super Bowl for you? They're all. They're all. Listen, let me tell you something. They're not fun at all. Okay, <laughs> a lot of stress for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I remember one game, my face was tore up on the floor. And this man said, it's going to be okay. <laughs> and in another game, and we were in Boston, I ran from my seat all the way to the other side. And my girlfriend said to her brother, go find her. I'm down, I'm all the way down because coach, um, who uh, wasn't, uh, the coach was coach, um, what's his name, Mac? Um, Harbaugh? For, who? Harbaugh at Baltimore? No, the Canes, Miami Hurricanes. Oh, Coach Coker? Coker. I am screaming down to the players. <laughs> I'm the Brian must be doing the field. I'm like, you better do blah, 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 blah. And they was like, okay, we will. Like they were answering me back. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just a maniac. That was a hard game. That was the hardest game, but none of them were fun unless we was winning by a landslide because I took that thing serious. Like I was very intense. She used to be at the game. She used to be at the game. Sorry. She would be at the game, right? Say a Viking game. Tape it at home and then go back and watch it and tell me like things I could have did better. (laughs) Y'all, I I don't have to go watch film on Monday with my coaches. No better critic than than a mom. So and we (laughs) talked that every um every after every game, did we not talk on the bus? Y'all. Shit, if she watches games like that, she's gonna have to join us during the regular season. Yeah, break down some of this tape. I was like, "What happened?" Blah, blah, blah. He was like, "Okay, you're talking a little loud. They might can hear you on the bus." <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, it was it was too intense. It was too intense. I can enjoy the game now. I don't think I was ever comfortable. I I couldn't enjoy the game. Either fighting with the people in the stands because they feel like I don't know how it was a target, and they just picked me and now I got to fight them um, verbally, like really. And then to the point where there was a couple of physical incidents that happened. Um, and I remember one time I told Brian, I said, I'm just going to say this. If you see me on the jumbo um, screen fighting, you already know what time. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Who, what kind of fans were these that were picking on you? 
Um, this was in DC. Somebody flipped my hat. I had a hat on, and we chased him down and did what we had to do to him. They're and terrible in DC. That was ugly in Philly. We it's had to get security to um escort me. Yes, to in Philly. That was ugly. Uh-huh. Oh, um uh, Pittsburgh, I argued with this man. I said, I will go nine rounds with you. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> After three rounds, he was like, Miss, you good. You got this. You got- Right, don't play with me because I'll come back for you. Yes, I'm fully loaded and ready to go. Oh my! Can you oh. tell us when Bryant got in the most trouble when he was little? Uh oh! Like a wait, story? one time you didn't have a birthday party. Remember, I had the um. That oh, was the only time. No birthday party. Yeah, he was going to have a party. He did something. Must have been a school bear report card or something. Uh, so what I did was he just had it the next week. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you can't. It. Delayed you can't it. deny a Libra their birthday. Okay, that'll be I postponed it for a minute. Yeah, that's all. Well, I don't think you got you didn't get in trouble, Mac. You probably was out of hand when you got a teenager, you started acting out. Yeah, that's what it was. And then he went to the gym with me. I'm like, okay, you know what? We're gonna go to the gym. And that's when he learned step aerobics and loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it paid off. Hey, so I'm sorry. What's your what's your first name? All I know is Brian's mom at this moment. Um, well, okay, so what name should I give him, Mac? <laughs> what do you want us to call you? Yeah, I don't care. I just wanna... Her name is Michelle, but they call her Shelly. Okay. Okay, Michelle, uh, when he was in his heyday with the Vikings, did you have other player moms that you palled around with? Um, yeah. Um, let's hear, oh, let's, yeah, me let's hear the and, tea um, lead. Fred, um... Fred Evans. Me and his mom, um, when Melody's mom came up, we were friends. Mo Williams' mom, we're still, and we're all still friends to this day. Yes. Okay. Yep, we still friends Savar's to this day. Mom. Who? Savars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and Chester, Chester Taylor's mom. Oh, yeah, Chester's mm-hmm. mom. Yep, we all, um, yep. We, yeah, because at Thanksgiving, we used to do Thanksgiving together, remember? Yeah. We did holidays together um, with each other's house and everything. Yeah. That was a good thing about it, the camaraderie, because I kind of missed that when we left there, because I was like, oh, it, was little, it became about me. Oh, I got to make new friends again when we went to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he already had his built in friends uh, with Ed Reed and other past team members. That Burke. Right, house, yeah, right. How convenient was that? Yeah, that was real good. So, so we, what are I your fun. lasting? What are your lasting impressions then of Minnesota? Um, you know, at the time that you spent here, and now that he's no longer um, a Viking, but what was your lasting impression, um, good or bad, of the state of Minnesota and the Twin Cities? All right, so I become. I was at every game. Yeah, I sure was. So to the point where everybody kind of knew me, the people at when I got to um, the shuttle, they knew me. Um, so everybody knew who I was by name because I was there every uh, every week, almost every other week. Um, they knew me at the hotel, at the restaurant. They gave me the same booth. They knew what I liked. They heard what I ordered to drink. They knew I was there. They was like, oh, Miss McKinney must be here. She ordered blah, 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 blah. So I got familiar and I felt safe because I would just come in and hit the streets of Minnesota, downtown Minnesota by myself and run all over. One time I got locked out with no coat on because I was doing (laughs) the inside run around 
and I got locked out and I was like, oh gosh, that was horrible. And it was in a dead of winter and I had no coat on. I had to run back to the hotel with no coat on. But I just felt, I like Minnesota. I did. It was clean. It was fresh. Um, I had no problems with them. Mm-mm. Nope. That was the worst thing about the Metrodome. You had all these layers on and then you went inside and you had nowhere to put your clothes. So you just oh. threw it off. And then, yeah, you would have to leave to go do something and you wouldn't have your coat because you're sweating in there. And yeah. So the, the, speaking of the Metrodome, I am, took me forever when the ceiling fell down. I was on my way and they kept changing my flight, changing my flight. I had to, they, for whatever reason, must was snowing. Yeah, it was. So yeah. they was like, okay, you got to stop layover in Chicago. Like you can't, we can't fly into Chicago. I'm in Chicago, got up the next morning. Do you ready to come to Minnesota? My girlfriend says, where are you? I'm like, what? I'm in Chicago. She didn't hear, hear what? The roof fell in. I'm like, what? <laughs> the roof fell in. I'm on my way to Minnesota. Reroute. And now I got to figure out what I'm going to do. I have no clue where I'm, where I'm doing this. I had to stay an extra day in Chicago. Then from Chicago, I finally got in contact with somebody from the Vikings. They're like, we rerouting to Detroit. From there, I had to check, catch a flight. So now this is what day it is. The game was on a Tuesday, right? Yeah. yeah. So Sunday, I stayed there. The Monday, then Monday, I had to fly uh, to Detroit. So when I got there, um, Spellman, I think his name is Rick Spellman. He was like, yeah, I heard that you were all over trying to, I said, but I made it though. I made it after all that. I left on a Saturday and I didn't get to my destination until Tuesday. Isn't that crazy? You're dedicated. I like it. It wasn't, yeah, I sure was. I was everywhere, everywhere, um, <laughs> everywhere. In San Francisco, I looked around the buses going. I'm standing out there with um, Chili's mom, just me and him, and nobody is in the um, parking lot but us two. I'm like, how do we get out of here? <laughs> I don't know how to get out. That's awkward. Doesn't seem it, like the easiest person to talk to. The coach is she with his mom. Well, I know, which mom. She raised is she? the guy. She raised him. <laughs> be that easy to talk to. Did at least she know Brian's like name? <laughs> how old is she? See, at the time, I don't know, but guess what? We went back and had cocktails. We were good. Oh! There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, okay. She found how to get me out. We, we finally got back to the hotel. I was like, oh, my God. You should have got, got Brandon an extension when you went back there. <laughs> right. Well, children's didn't last much longer after that, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we got we to gotta wrap it up in terms of time constraints. But, hey, Michelle, if you uh, drop it in like this, we're going to invite you back. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I don't care as long as you give me a uh, like a ten minute, fifteen minute notice. Yeah. <laughs> it might it might require you watching some Vikings football this September. Can you handle that? Yeah, I could because I think I know some people still on there. I do. We got some moms that still on the play for the Vikings. She's part of the NFL Moms Association. She was just the president. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, hey, the plot thickens, so, man. So yeah, that Ray lives. <laughs> so when uh, when we need to get someone on the show it's no longer going to bryant it's coming to you it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna, i'm gonna be messaging brian instead of saying like hey can we get kirk cousins this week and be like hey can your mom come on this week <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love shelly where do you live in yeah. new jersey new oh jersey. you still live there yeah so what happened was when he was in the league i would be in jersey during the season off season depending if we were in the playoffs 
Then I would go to um, Miami and stay there until um, the end of June because it got stifling after that. I couldn't take it no oh, longer yeah. down there. The weather. Yeah, me neither. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, do you still follow the Vikings? Huh? Do you still follow the Vikings then? Oh, uh, hello. I got Super Bowl ring with the um, ring. The ring. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just bet. Good boy. Yeah, you still follow the Vikings though. Um, yeah, because guess what? I would wear both shirts. I still got my Viking gear. So, yes. purple something. And, um, yeah, Shell, yeah, it's all purple. So that kind of worked you, out. For have me. you been to the new stadium? <laughs> have you been to the new no, stadium? No, I haven't. I haven't. No, last time mm. I was there was Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, there's, a, there's another sideways shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. All right, Shelly. Uh, thank we you. We should have got that. We should have had that. I was all into it. Yep. And I, I was in Philly for that game. So it was, uh, yeah, it was not fun. Yeah. So. Well, Bryant, thank but. you for improvising and welcome you yeah, to, no to the gang here. I'm serious about having her back. She was fantastic. Adam, thanks for coming in and uh, making sense of uh, last week's ruckus. Well, and, I'm glad uh, I was uh, outstaged. she's a better storyteller than your ass yes yeah (laughs) i agree Uh, all right that's all we got for this week and skull vikings Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.